Farm Food Facts, where every farmer, every acre, and every voice matter. Today, we've got the 2019 America's Pig Farmer of the Year, Chris Hoffman, with us. Chris owns a 250-acre farm which raises pigs and broilers. He serves as VP of Pennsylvania Farm Bureau and a trustee for Penn State University. He was selected as the 2019 America's Pig Farmer of the Year, which represents farmers nationwide. Chris, welcome to Farm Food Facts. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity to be on your podcast today. This is uh, an awesome experience for me. First time, actually. Well, that's great. So I, I'm going to start with an easy question. What does America's Pig Farmer of the Year have to do? What's the job besides being, you know, having becoming famous? What are the responsibilities that you've got? Well, being the name, the Pig Farmer of the Year, you walk into this thing not knowing exactly what your what the expectations are, <laughs> but we've really been able to kind of find a an educational niche is kind of where I come from. If you go back into my history of as we were, were a first generation farmer and um, four or five years into our, our growing our farm, we had a lot of disconnect from our local community because I didn't realize that education was so important. So really, this has really given me a, a platform to be able to educate and talk with consumers as well as retailers from you know, when the pigs start to uh, how they get onto your table. So, well, and I think education is, is certainly important. Unfortunately, you know, you got blindsided by it, by, by starting the farm and then all of a sudden all your neighbors and everybody else. But talk to me about education right now. What are you really communicating to everybody during this pandemic about having a reliable food supply, having sustainability efforts? What are the kind of questions that you're getting from them? Well, you know, consumers walk into a grocery store or walk into Walmart and they see shelves that don't have any food on them. And so instantly they're thinking, hey, we're out of food. Like there's not, there's no food out there. We've got to grab as much as we can. And, and, and I'm kind of here to tell folks is, hey, listen, there is plenty of food out there. You you just have to understand that, you know, as this all has taken shape and we started going through some of the quarantines and things that are happening is people have ran out, grabbed a lot of stuff. And so the algorithm that, that a lot of grocery stores order food on was blindsided because, you know, they were, there's food in the warehouse. It's just not to the store. And so, we just have to get the shelves filled back up because there is plenty of food. We as farmers, we're working seven days a week. We're, we're, we're making that happen day in and day out. And, and so the food supply is safe. It's secure. And, uh, farmers are doing their part along with the rest of our packers and suppliers. And that food's available to be on the shelves. So, um, there's no food shortage. Um, uh, I just keep reinforcing the fact that it is, is that, you know, buy what you need. Um, we got plenty of food, so we'll just keep, uh, keep stocking the shelf. And you, we'll just... you don't have to hoard for six months. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to. <laughs> so, Chris, I came across a statistic from Nielsen, which I found fascinating that I wanted to talk to you about. Last week, and I'm just talking about last week versus the same week a year ago. 
the number one meat product that had an increase of 622.1%. I mean, this is huge. This is bigger. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at my numbers. This is bigger than any other category was spiral hams. Now, is that because there isn't going to be a supply? Or is it just that all of a sudden people are relying more on spiral hams for great taste and great protein? Well, I would like to say that it's that's the latter is what the reason people are buying it. But um, I think that it's really hard to look at like last week's numbers compared to last year because there's so many different things going on within the last week, you know, from the epidemic that's that's hit our country. But you know, you you look at across the world, pork is the number one protein in most countries. So the demand is there. And so as you see people going out and buying and thinking about, hey, what do I need to have to last me for? So what is it that I need to have? And so they're purchasing a lot more than what they normally would because of the what they would consider the unknown. And so to me, it's, it's really um, makes me feel good that people are buying our products, but it's kind of hard to know where consumers are right now because they're 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 confused they're scared you know there's a lot of things that are happening and and i think that's where farmers need to continue to just tell their story and say hey listen we're here every day we're 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 putting out the, the food the products we export a lot of what we produce anyhow so there's plenty of food for the united states and we're going to continue to just keep making it happen day in and day out so i want to build on what you said about consumer confusion i hear a lot of questions from consumers about what's going on on the farm itself. We've seen headlines where we don't have enough farm labor. We see other headlines where they're moving to more automation. We see headlines where, you know, farmers are now asking their their teams, uh, their crews to wear masks. What's going on and what are you doing differently with this pandemic than you were doing six months ago? Well, we've... Uh... We've kind of asked our employees, and, and all our employees are either family or local neighbors, helpers. You know, uh, we don't have anybody that travels a long distance. So within our within our community, we we have not seen. Uh, we've only had one case of the coronavirus within Juniata County as of today, and and so um, we're asking our employees to to really do the social distancing that everyone else is doing. Come to work. We work best we can together because it requires a teamwork effect, but yet just trying to be smart about uh, how we, we go about it. We, we wear a lot of times wear masks for dust. Some of our employees need to have those masks because they're, you know, the dust in the barn sometimes gets to them, but um, you know, washing our hands and, we use a lot of disinfect on the farm anyhow, so we're we're constantly, you know, so we haven't really changed much there, but we've kind of asked our employees to really think about uh, when they go home. Um, you know, if you don't need to go out, don't go out. Uh, we need you during this time. We need you to show up to work right, because right. it's important that where others are not able to go out and work because the, the businesses are not life-sustaining. We have a life-sustaining business, and so uh, think a little bit more about uh, you have to come to work. We need you here. 
uh, you're part of this this a bigger picture, and so um, really try to protect yourself and to be able to protect the farm, and so we can continue to uh, be able to put out the 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 pigs so that the, there's more ham and and other pork products for people to be able to enjoy during this time where things are you know just a little unsettled. So you mentioned before some of the challenges. What do you consider the number one challenge? Is it, you know, the the trucks getting the pork to the supermarkets? Is that really what's holding up everything? Or are there some other challenges that farmers and retailers need to address? I think right now is a lot of this is, is a lot of what I call algorithms. Uh, I have a friend who has a hardware store. And, and so as people buy products, it gets to a where you know there's only five hammers left you know um when the the fourth one is bought it it orders more more hammers right and and so grocery stores are somewhat set the same way so when you you expect people come in there's a rush on food all of a sudden um you know there's nothing on the shelf because it takes a while to get that food from the warehouse through the dis- distribution onto the shelves so people can buy. I think the concern that I have from from the farm side of it is, so we have our our processing plants, our, our stockyards and those types of places. We need to keep those facilities open and working. So you have a live animal that has to be processed and harvested to be able to get to the warehouses. And to me, that's where my concern is from a farm side is we really need to make sure that we keep those employees working uh, because, um, you know, from, from where I'm sitting is if we can't get those harvested and processed out to get to a warehouse, uh, that makes it a little bit more difficult to get it on the shelf at the grocery store. Absolutely. Last week on uh, Farm Food Facts, we talked to Dr. Mark Jackwood, who's an expert in uh, poultry, and he reinforced, and I'd like to, not to put words in your mouth, but I'd like to hear from your voice, he reinforced that consumers do not have to worry that COVID-19 can be transferred from an animal to a human being. We're hearing a lot of questioning of that. What's going on in the pork world in order to communicate that to consumers? Well, you know, anytime I'm asked, I tell folks that uh, the coronavirus that, that the you know humans have is not passed you know passed through. And and I've looked at research and I've seen things that that people have put out. And you know, right now it's it's all about scientific data. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about that, but you know you're. They're looking at what our president's talking about and the research that they're doing and the data that they have and the testing. And so they have actually found folks who have had the coronavirus and uh, they've tested their pets and they've tested other animals and, and they are negative even when they are in a household of folks who are positive with the coronavirus. So I think we've been able to to document that well enough to know that it doesn't pass from the animals, humans to animals. So I think we're we're good there. And so we just have to keep talking about the things that we know and the things that are important and that, you know, we're we're gonna continue. We just uh, we just sold our 
chickens because we raised poultry as well and they just came in and they took 48,000 birds to have them processed and and right now the poultry industry is just going wild because I'm hearing of million dollar orders that are being placed so that they can get this uh, chicken back on the shelves and into people's homes so it's a great time to be in agriculture I'm proud to be a farmer because we're actually making a difference right now and and, and trying to help people be sustainable during this time. Well, Chris, you make a difference every day, not only you, but every farmer and rancher that's out there. So thanks so much for joining us today on Farm Food Facts. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate the opportunity because this is how we get our, our message out. I always try to take advantage of all the, the opportunities that we have, and uh, I'm just proud to be the Pig Farmer of the Year. Thanks for listening to today's podcast episode. For more information on all things food and agriculture, please visit us at usfarmersandranchers.org. Also, be sure to look for us on Facebook at USFarmersAndRanchers or on Twitter at USFRA. Until next time.